You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hey there, Sheep Spotters. Welcome to episode 49 of the Sheep Spot Podcast. I'm Sasha from Sheepspot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make those wools into beautiful yarns. Last week, we talked about the inescapable fact that when we spin and ply multicolored braids of fiber, we are, in effect, combining colors through optical mixing. Today, I've got a quick tip that will help you use a color wheel to help you predict, that's a lot of help use. How about this? Today, I've got a quick tip that will help you use a color wheel to predict how a multicolored braid will look when spun. So, my darling spinner friend, do you have a color wheel? I think every spinner should have one in his or her toolkit. You can pick these up uh, at most art supply stores. There are also quite a few apps that you could use instead. Um, and I've put a l- links to a good basic wheel and a good app in the show notes for this episode. You can find them at sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 49. Uh, you can also find one online when you need it. And usually that's just if I need one and I don't have mine with me, that's usually, I just Google it. Um, so everyone should have one and you should have, spend a little time with it and spend a little time getting to know it and getting to know where things are on the wheel and getting to know a little bit about the relationships <clears throat> among the different hues. And that's really what I'm going to be talking about today. So a color wheel is any illustration of the 12 hues. And those are, again, red, red, orange, orange, yellow, orange, yellow, yellow, green, green, blue, green, blue, blue, violet, violet, and red, violet. And if you find a color wheel that has more color, more hues on it than that, I would, um, I would set that one aside best to keep things simple. Um, So 12 hues arranged in a circle in such a way as to show spatially relationships among the hues. We can use the color wheel to combine colors in pleasing ways using what are called color harmonies. And we can also use it to predict what will happen when certain colors, like say the colors in a colorway that you're about to spin, what will happen when those colors are combined. So for example, analogous colors are colors that are next to each other on the color color wheel. And these color combinations are quiet. They tend to be quiet and soothing. If your colorway is primarily comprised of analogous colors, you can expect that your yarn is going to be similarly harmonious. 
So let's imagine a colorway combining hues of yellow green, so maybe a pistachio or a lime greens, blue greens, so like aquas, turquoises, teals, and blue. That's going to spin up into a fairly quiet yarn. There's not a lot of excitement in an analogous color scheme. And assuming that you've got equal amounts of each hue, you can expect applied yarn or a fabric that's going to appear blue-green from a distance through optical mixing. On the other hand, colorways with complementary hues have colors that are opposite one another on the color wheel. So red and green, purple and yellow, orange and blue, for example. And this is where you need to kind of proceed with a little bit of caution. Because if you spin color complementary colorways very fine, and if you use multiple plies, uh, you are apt to get a yarn that looks a bit muddy because of the optical mixing. So a good way just um, in the world of color mixing, a good way to get mud is to combine two complements, so red and green or yellow and, um, sorry, red and green or purple and yellow. Um, so the optical mixing effect of those yarns spun from complementary colorways is can be muddy if you spin really fine, use a lot of plies, and therefore you have a lot of t- really tiny little dots of color in the yarn. And that so that's assuming that you've got equal proportions of each complement. Um, on the other hand, though, and this is why complementary color schemes are, they're, they're really fascinating to me, and I use them a lot in my own work. Um, if you spin thicker um, singles and fewer plies, or if you've got more of one complement and less of another, um, these colors can actually have the effect of intensifying each other and looking even more vibrant. So you, can, so really with a complementary color scheme, you can kind of um, get something that's really punchy and fun or something that is um, really muddy and if you don't like muddy colors, unfun. Um, I am actually about to dye today a new colorway. Um, it was a club colorway and it's now finally making its way into the regular rotation. And it is a bunch of yellow greens and blue greens and just a little bit of red. So that's called a split complementary scheme. Um, so instead of red and green, we've got red and then the two colors on the either, on either side of green in the color wheel. And one would expect that yarn to look muddy, but actually given the proportions, uh, and given the fact that it's a, a split complementary instead of a plain old complementary, it actually doesn't get muddy at all. So, um, so complementary color schemes can be, can work really well if you are thoughtful about them and really 
do some analysis before you get start started. And then there are the triadic and square color combinations, and these use colors that are evenly spaced around the color wheel. These can be really beautiful, but if your colorway uses um, the colors in a triadic or square combination in equal amounts, then you're a little bit in Danger Will Robinson's territory. These colorways tend to work best if one of the hues dominates and the others are accents. Um, and But if you've got them in equal amounts, then mud is a definite possibility. So kind of proceed with caution there. So the next time you spin a multicolored braid, get out your color wheel and look closely at what you're about to spin. Where do the hues that make up the colorway fall on the color wheel? If all of them are on the same side of the wheel, you'll know that you'll end up with a soothing, harmonious yarn. If most of them are on one side and there's just a bit of a complementary color, expect that complement to pop and add interest to the yarn in a nice way. Um, I actually wrote a blog post about this, which I'll link to in the show notes. If the colors are opposites, uh, on the color wheel, if they're complements, keep the dots of color in your yarn larger with thicker singles and fewer plies and play, try playing with proportions there. Um, and again, if you're working with a square or triadic comb- combination, pay really close attention to the proportions. You can learn a whole lot more about managing color in my two hour live online workshop, a spinner's guide, no, a dyer's guide to spinning multicolored braids. It would be useful if I could remember the name of it, a dyer's guide to spinning multicolored braids. And in that workshop, you will learn how to analyze how a braid was dyed and how to use that knowledge to inform how you spin it, how to analyze a colorway in order to anticipate your results. So, a deeper dive into what I've been talking about here, how to use color theory to predict which braids are most likely to become dull and muddy when spun and how to prevent this, how fiber choice, fiber preparation, and spinning method all affect color, and they all do, how your yarn design choices, so that's things like um, ply structure, um, things like that, um, how and it can have a huge impact on colors uh, and how to make those choices in order to achieve particular color effects in your yarn or fabric. And then we'll also be talking about the many techniques that you can use to control how and where color shows up in your final yarn. I will be using the online conferencing plat- platform called Zoom for this workshop. If you've never used it before, it's extremely straightforward. And if you're not able to make it to the live class, which is going to be on April 6th from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's a Saturday. If you're not able to make it to the live workshop, a downloadable video replay will be available for everyone who signs up. And that video is yours to keep and refer to. Tickets for the workshop are on sale right now at cheapspot.com. So right on the homepage. 
And this week only, from now through Thursday, March 21st, you can get your ticket for the early bird price of $47. Starting on Friday, March 22nd, the standard ticket price will be $97. Tickets will be available until April 1st or until they sell out. And so your ticket price gets you access to the live workshop, the downloadable video replay, a copy of the slide presentation that I'm going to be using during the workshop, and a PDF workbook that will teach you how to get the results you want every time you spin a multicolored braid just by asking a short series of questions. Space is limited, so please don't wait until the last minute. I'm not sure when I'll be doing this again, and I would hate to see you miss out if you really want to take this workshop. So go grab a ticket now. If you've got any questions about the workshop, please don't hesitate to email me at sasha at cheapspot.com. That's S as in Sam, A, S as in Sam, H-A, at cheapspot.com. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I will have more for you on color next week. In the meantime, grab your color wheel and go spin something. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 